Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Do I sound familiar? Maybe a little different. (laughs) My only qualification for being here is shared DNA, but my name is Caroline, and I'm Lizzie's sister, and I'm taking the hosting hat over to celebrate her 100th episode. And we are going to ask the Etsy guru our burning questions. So you know her, you love her, you trust her. Please welcome Lizzie Smiley to the podcast. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Our third take, right? It's just our third take trying to do this. It's and it's very natural. You can tell. <laughs> note to other podcasters, don't record with your sibling because you won't get <laughs> Um, But truly, I am so excited and honored to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'm so proud of you and everything you've created. uh, And to be here to celebrate your 100th episode is such a joy. So thank you very much. No, (laughs) thank you. We needed, we needed, uh, I needed someone to, uh, to, to help me out with this one. So it had to be you. Thank you so much. It's very, very special. 100 is bonkers. It's a bit surreal. Totally. It has to be. We're going to we're going to talk about it. So without further ado, if you're ready, I got a list of questions from myself and listeners. And I say we jump in. Yeah, we're going to see how I handle being in the hot seat. You're going to be great. I'm excited. What you got? Okay, so speaking of, how does it feel to be making your hundredth episode? Completely and utterly surreal. I will, I will say the first year, year and a half, I just did, po- I just did episodes every other week because I didn't want to overwhelm myself. And then when was it sometime earlier this year after the baby was somewhat stable i went back to i went to started to do them every single week and so it like they stacked up really fast like i feel like we were talking about this not that long ago and then here we are recording it it seems completely insane but i i love every second of it and i'm so glad that we have this like massive amount of content most of which is evergreen that like a new person can come in and literally have like a hundred hours basically worth of great information and stories and inspiration to go through. So yay, I love it, all of it. Yes, it's amazing. And you should be so proud. You just figured all of this out and started it on your own. You made a hundred episodes. I know. Well, and there's no stop in sight. I have to give some credit to Jenna Kutcher because I took her podcasting course. I have to give her a little shout out because I don't think I would have started. The tech really overwhelmed me. I don't think I would have started and I, do, I wouldn't have known what to do. I know I had you sitting there. Didn't, didn't you sit there and watch these videos with me for the- <laughs> Absolutely. Because I had visions of grandeur that I was also going to start a podcast and you did it. <laughs> well, maybe this will inspire you though. It's, it, it, it's, shout out to ADHD. We'll see what happens. But I'm so <laughs> proud of you, genuinely, because it is such 
it is such a feat because there is the technical aspect, the editing, the content creation, the scheduling, like the the time commitment, the the energy and the creativity that has to go into this process yeah. is is so steep. So it really is a huge accomplishment that you should be proud of. And well, to, and to be so successful in such a a, a brief window of time really that's the shocking part. Like that's the jarring part. How did, how did, like, it's one thing to, yes, take the time and energy to put it out. And I will take a little pat on the back for that because it's a ridiculous amount of work. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. I will for sure. But, um, more, more just that all of these amazing, freaking phenomenal, precious people choose to sit and listen and that they're benefiting. You have amazing guests and you are also very compelling and you work hard to bring really relevant content to people. It's it's really helping people and transforming their business. So it Aww. makes sense. Thanks. Okay, Michael. so <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay, no, I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> what has surprised you most about the podcast experience? And also how has it transformed your relationship with Etsy? Because you know you you interact with Etsy in such a specific way that primed you for this. And now you interact in such a different way. So I'm curious. Do you know, I actually love this question because it, it's like more complicated than I would have thought. So first of all, I'm obsessed with podcasting. I feel like, so when I, what people don't know about you and me is that when we were theater kids and- Oh my gosh, through and through. I mean, you never guess right now. No. Would you? <laughs> Give me a stage anytime. Right. So like a, if I get to give a speech, if I got to be on stage, it was just, so, and I thought I was going to grow up and like do that lol, but then not so much lol because here I am finding right. a way to, to, to do that, you know? So yes. like this little girl piece in me, it's like, it's like the, you know, the broken locket came back together and I'm just like, oh wow. I, I, I feel less I feel like a dream on your heart. Yes. A hundred percent. So I'm obsessed. I love it. It is a ton of work, but I don't want to stop. Like I think. I, I don't know. I think even if I, you know, had, if, if I didn't need the podcast to make the business run, I'd probably still do it. I really enjoy it. So there's that. And then I really want to talk about the, how it's transformed my relationship to Etsy because it's been massive. Like, here's the funny thing. Yeah. I created a multiple six figure business on Etsy only knowing my one lane, only knowing like wood signs on Etsy and figuring that out. And then I launched this podcast and my original course with that knowledge. And it is all like phenomenal information. Like I knew enough to create a multiple six figure business. You know, there was no yeah. question about that. But what I have learned since then is unbelievable. Like I, my relationship with Etsy has completely changed. And now I feel like it doesn't really matter what niche it is. I, you know, I, I can, I can help or create any of it. And I love understanding um, how the third party tools integrate with it that we never had before when I built my business. I love understanding on a much better scale, like SEO, but then also like some of the challenges. Like there, what's funny is that I, I did so well, but I literally knew so little. I kind of love that at the same time. I know I'm like rambling now, but I kind of love that because it means you're jazzed. It's fun to hear. It's so jazzy because literally that means that anybody at any age with any experience level could come to the platform, have a great experience, make great money, and not even necessarily understand the platform. <laughs> right. In a way like, of like scratch the surface. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's like, it's very exciting. But I also, I love this spot of understand. It's like I have the bird's eye view now um, and I can go really deep in, you know, print on demand, in digital products, in handmade, un understanding all of it. And what's really exciting is what's starting to happen with the AI factor. So I will, I will. I can't imagine there. how that will transform. I know it's already starting to, but how that will transform 
this space and yes. the people that make money in this space. I mean, this is like, I just, I just know it's enormous. The gravity of it will frontier. be. It's a new frontier. It's absolutely. Insane. Yes. Yeah. A canon event. That's what yeah. I wanted. To, that's what I was looking for. And like Beautiful. truly a canon event, but it's cool. It, it sounds like starting the podcasting journey ended up opening up a whole new education about Etsy, even for yourself, not even just the <sighs> listeners. A billion percent. Amazing. And it's only, I know, improved your business and then theirs. So it's why I had to revamp the course because what I knew then versus what I know now, you can't like, oh, sure. Sure. Anyway, yeah. Next question. But that's such a fun one. I love it. Yeah. I was really curious because I mean, what you're, what you're doing is so, it's so different. It's cool. Anyway. Okay. So (laughs) let's get real. What's the biggest mistake you've made on Etsy? Okay. Okay. Um, I think I think at some point I've shared all of these on the on the podcast at some point in different places. But um, to date, they are they just still echo on the walls of my heart in such a painful way. So and um, I will say, well, go ahead. Never mind. No, say it. It doesn't have to be a particular event if you don't want it to be. It can be just like a behavior you had to change. If that. Mm. So interpret it how you will. If you want to share an event or a you know a pattern or a process that needed to be changed it could be broader if you'd like however you want to interpret oh my or gosh well, no, I don't. okay oh, well let me start okay <laughs> let me start broad and go narrow i'll tell like a funny story and that i don't know if i told that one so that'd be kind of funny so the biggest mistake that i made that i would say this is really for like the new folks okay the folks who are just getting started or thinking about it and this is where when i had this shift actually it was because i took a course and learned how to do it it was where I went from crickets to cha-chings. Like it was a big, big deal. And it's because when I was making my signs in the beginning, I didn't understand how to do any keyword research. And so my my titles um, and my tags for my for my sign listings, I was just using the words that I would use to describe it. And it was really strange because they weren't, nothing was selling. In fact, I wasn't even getting views. And it's because I needed to completely change how I was gathering or titling my signs. I wanted to give them like a cute name. I didn't understand that like, no, I actually need to go figure out what are the perfect customers searching for? What are they typing in the search bar when they're trying to find? We've all heard you talk about this and what a game changer it is for drawing views to your listings. And some, sometimes I, I think it, it's a little painful for the artist, you know, because you're like, I, I want to name this. This is the title of my piece is kind of what we come to it with. And it's like, no, no, yeah. no you've got to kind of scrap that and you've got to put in the words people are using. So that was the biggest thing that I had to completely shift. And once I did it, my shop took off from there. Game change. That's awesome. I did. I also want to tell um, a funny story about a lady that I really made mad. And it's funny because I am like the customer <laughs> service team. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, like, I'm, I literally started laughing because the thought of you making someone mad is laughable because you are just so kind and gracious. And I say this as a compliment over the top in the way that you treat your customers like everyone's yes. white glove. <laughs> I take the golden rule to heart. And like, I know that I'm um, uh, I, I love that there are all different uh, people that listen to this with all different faith backgrounds and, you know, some are secular, some are not. It, I love that there's, but for me, I just want to give you a little window into me. I literally would sit there as I was typing a response to an angry person. I'm like, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus say? Oh. And, I'm, I'm just trying to really, you know, you sure. know, and also channel that as you talk to them. Yeah. 
when, yeah, when I would paint a sign, if there, if it wasn't perfect, it's not like over the top perfect because I'd kind of also think of the Amish and they're like, okay, now they choose to intentionally put a flaw in every single thing they make so that they're not uh, trying to be perfect because you can't be. So not crazy, but I would sit there and be like, is this good enough? Would this be good enough to send Jesus? And I know that sounds really hokey and I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, no, it's precious. It's really I sweet. love you so much. But, okay, so that's what I would think. So this lady was being a really, really big pill and she hadn't even ordered yet. And I, I mean, we must have gone back and forth and I'm sitting there holding her precious little insecure hand. She's like, I just don't know. And I'm just like, well, make a decision and come back to me. Like, I don't need to be a part of this discussion. So, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Not in your home. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. And, so these are um, decisions you'll have to make. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, but just trying to be as gracious about it as I could be and helpful as I could be. And she's just like, none of it's quite right. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? It is totally okay if you choose to go look in another shop and see if you see something that really jumps out at you. Like, I, I basically said, you know, I was as gracious as I could be, but I'm like, if I don't have what you want, that's okay. There's probably right. someone else who does. And and you were, and she flew off the handle at me. Um, like you're just like, oh, okay, fine. Like I'll go somewhere else. Then you're just sending me. Oh, like, oh my no. gosh! I even messaged her back. I'm like, oh no, I didn't mean it like that at all. And she's right. like, it's such a misinterpretation of of what you were the only conversation I ever had to just like not respond anymore to. So, I mean, I don't know how much I did wrong there. However, I did decide after that one that I will never again, just suggest someone go somewhere else. I'll let them come to that conclusion themselves. I'm like, okay, that's language that, you know how like when you text something and sometimes it comes off wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Cause she couldn't see my face and hear my voice being like, I'm not going to be offended at all. If you need to go look, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yes. Knowing you, I know exactly how you meant it. But to your points, we can interpret a text in all kinds of ways. And it sounds like she was yeah, n- feeling, yes. There was no out. assuming positive intent at all. So that was hysterical. There was another time I got two trademark violations in a printable shop. That was terrifying. Um, so those are the big ones. Those are... <laughs> It's been it's been an eventful ride, friend. I mean, yes, yes. Those are the ones though that still that still itch a little bit. I can imagine. Okay, well, we'll we'll shift your mind then. What has been your greatest triumph? Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's the thing. You'll remember this so well. When when this Etsy shop took off at the sign shop is when we really needed it to. Um, yeah. Yeah. You and Chris were both working at Documation. And there was not a lot of money. It was very, very low income uh, pay there. And we had the the baby. We had Lorelai. Yeah. It was it was rough. And so for me, the biggest triumph was actually figuring it out. Like I can't, I can't. For me, I know everyone approaches entrepreneurship and business differently, but I, I'm here for the game. Like I love the game of figuring out what will sell how to market, what is the messaging, what, how do I position this to like make it look, not, not to deceive yes, anybody. Your mind, your mind is constantly churning on these things. True, truly, folks, I hang out with her. Like she <laughs> is always thinking about this. It really, it really excites you. And it's like mind candy for you. You really enjoy it. It's so I'm genuine. Obsessed. Yeah. I'm yeah. Obsessed. like, like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk kind of in a woman, but not quite. Okay, so we had this. So we really needed it. We really needed the money. And so for me, the triumph was figuring it out, cracking Etsy, cracking, you know, taking it to take. I mean, and it became a huge, if not, if not the largest at sometimes part of our income for a few years there. So I'm really proud. 
it's for sure to date my biggest triumph. I hope I'll have I'll have new stories in the next year or two, but as of right now, well, we're we're actively living one of them. You're doing the hundredth episode of your I know. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just quick, quick interlude. Thank you. I just living I, I, I mean, like I've got shops going on Etsy, and I'm curious to see what'll happen and bring the stories. Just but anyway, yeah, that's my biggest also, triumph. Today. Popped off on TikTok too. So, just oh, saying. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, total. A little bit. Totally. Well, you know what? I I need to get on there more often. I'm so bad about being consistent, but it's really hard. I with love your TikToks. I get uh, talk about getting jazzed. I get jazzed when I see your TikToks. No, and what's funny? Yeah, and what's funny is some of your the guests like Jenny from the shop. Oh. Like some of the folks that have been on the podcast, I follow, and so I love seeing their Etsy content. You are so educational in your. I said Etsy content in your TikTok content. You are so educational. And one of the things that's so funny about Jenny, so like shout out, go follow her on TikTok. Um, yes. She does so many funny ones. She like, yes. like funny sound bites, but you actually do that too. You, you both do that. But she cracks me up. She comes across my, my feed and it's like, she's using some like sassy audio about, it's just funny. Anyway, you popped on no, TikTok. She's the best. I love her. TikTok is great. And just anyone who wants to use it, be consistent. That's my biggest issue right now. But there, yeah. you have you, you have a lot going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So what's the best reason you can give someone to consider the Etsy marketplace? Okay. We're going to talk to those who haven't started yet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like, what is it? Um, 97 million yearly active shoppers. I don't have the numbers in front of me. So if I just made that one up, it doesn't matter though. It's millions of shoppers. I want to tell you guys, cause so many people are like, it's so much. Okay. Uh, whatever you do, don't go into the, the, um, Etsy Facebook groups, unless it's mine. <laughs> and I don't say that to, to, to ring my own bell, just to say, I don't allow any negativity. Like we can be real. No, it's, the, it's the energy and the environment and the culture of your group. That's yes. Yes. And in case you're new here, I only right now have one attached to my course. So if you're in the course, you get access for questions and stuff like that. But in the future, we'll have one that's open to everyone and we'll have help moderating that. But um, the point is it's it's so negative and they complain about shop, shop suspensions and they complain about the Etsy fees and they complain about the copycats. And I I am not, de- what's the word where you don't validate? I'm disparaging. Yeah, well, that, and I'm not, I'm not saying that no one should feel pain from those things because I get, yeah, right. People that can be discouraging. Yeah. It's difficult, but like, let's remember that the, the, what is it? My, I didn't sleep last night because I have a baby, but you certainly do. I certainly do. So, um, what am I trying to say? Pendulum swings? Um, I'm trying to, I'm just watching your hands do things and I'm trying to guess what you're trying to say. <laughs> it's so funny being on this side of the, of the conversation. The loudest or the, the, the noisiest one is always oh. the, what am I trying to say? What's that phrase that's saying? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to butcher it too. But yes, I know, I know exactly what you're trying to say. That like the, the loudest voices aren't necessarily the, I know exactly what you're trying to say. Oh, darn, guys. I wish this could be interactive and you guys could, because I know so many of them are shouting at their phone. People are literally yelling at us right now. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for that, guys, for having my back. But basically the point is- We can hear you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can totally hear you. And it's just not the majority of people who have that experience. It's a minority of people who have that experience. And so the the positives outweigh the negatives so tremendously. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an Etsy coach. I'm saying that because I've lived it and I've helped- 
now thousands of other people do this successfully. That's genuinely your experience and, and theirs. Yes. If you follow the rules, you don't break the law, you don't, you know, violate other people's intellectual property, you're not going to get suspended. And if you do, then you're going to get it overturned. It's going to take some time, right. but that's not a problem. But you have a valid case to, to fight back. Yes. The fees are, are, can, can be annoying, but they're very small compared to the actual expense of running your own business, your own website, oh gosh, and trying to drive the kind of traffic that you can get from the Etsy marketplace. It's so funny you say this because people in my life that I come across in my own career that, um, you know, you, you learn about people and there's a handful of people I know that, that make things or are really creative and have tried through Instagram to sell things and have, you know, their own website and shop and everything. Um, and when they find out about you, because of course I mentioned, I'm like, have you considered Etsy? Because I naturally think of it and I plug your podcast. Um, <laughs> the biggest, but the biggest pause is, well, Etsy takes fees. And I'm like, well, I, I appreciate that that's something that you need to consider, but the built-in audience, mm-hmm. you could never drive traffic like that to your site organically. For 6%. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it actually did change her mind, which was funny because she was like, that's a really good point because there's probably thousands of people searching for what I'm selling, you know, Millions. per hour. Yeah, Millions. Well, right, absolutely. And so it's so funny that you said those three things in tandem because I, I had this exact conversation with somebody and there is concern about the fees, but the audience that it can provide is so wildly compelling. You could never yeah. generate that yourself. No. So, I mean, are, are there pros and cons? Yeah. And if you're already, if you're independently famous, you've already got a huge following of people who buy what you tell them to buy, then yeah, probably. If you're independently more- famous, shout <laughs> out, come on yeah. the podcast. We want to talk. <laughs> I'll interview. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying like, that's a different scenario, but the average person coming to the marketplace and you just hear the negativity and you hear, oh, it's better to just go start your own business. No, I started that way. I sold nothing. I sold nothing until I got onto Etsy. So And the blood, I mean, sweat, and tears that goes uh, into that too. For no return. For no, for right. absolutely no absolutely. return. Precisely. So just, yes. I'd say actually start on Etsy, figure out how to market, figure out how to position a product, how to sell it. Let them do the work of getting the buy or the shoppers for you. And then from there, you can go ahead and add social media and expand and create your own website if you want. I mean, there's lots of great success stories for that. At some point, it does become cheaper, but not for not in the beginning, for sure. sure. No, that makes complete sense. And I think it's really, really compelling. What would you change about the platform? Mm. <sighs> okay, well... I'm okay. So the thing, the thing is, is I'm an Etsy OG. Like I started and I've used it for so long. It really, really changed quite a bit in the pandemic era. Oh, of course. And with, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot more sellers coming to the platform, a lot more drop shippers trying to come to the platform, a lot more, but also a lot more shoppers. So that was a good thing. So the landscape really changed before that, like the original Etsy was a very cozy, sweet community for the most part. And it was people who were just looking for, it was people who otherwise went to craft fairs to sell their stuff on the weekend and now would have a place, a marketplace online to sell. And so. That's so cutie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I mean, and most shoppers still kind of think that today. So I'm really bothered by people who come in and like break the rules. Like, you know, uh, copycats really bother me. Sure. I wish there was a better way to 
<clears throat> I mean, I think Etsy's doing the best it can, uh, you know, right now, but to screen that, that is really bothersome. And then the other thing that really bothers me, and I hope that Etsy's working on it. There was a, recently there was a, um, kind of like an online protest with Etsy sellers that was started by Starla Moore, who has an amazing YouTube channel. She's kind of like the queen over there of SEO. And I participated in it and I did a TikTok for it, but it was called Keep Etsy Human. And it was basically just a really um, respectful protest, for lack of a better word, just of saying, hey, Etsy, you're asking a lot of us and we're not, and, and you're just not here for the seller. So like you can't get any customer service help you can't get a response back. The, you know, the shop suspensions are the ones that are happening because of the bots are kind of over the top. And then a lot of times you won't even get an email to say what it was or what happened. So you've got to go through this annoying process to even try to get it back. So what I would really like is I'd like to see Etsy respond to that, to their, because they have no business without the sellers. Like I understand they've got to protect the bot. Right. And with all the obnoxious, you know, like scams and copycats and, you know, trademark violating people who've joined the platform and all over the all over the world in the last couple of years they've they've had a lot on their plate but you know like for example the real sellers and creators are the backbone you've got nothing without the us. whole thing so like they're right and you know what i love this um i'm okay this is a, to a minor segue but i'm in a, a like a weight loss and maintenance group um, through Corinne Crabtree. She's phenomenal. If you don't mind the F-bomb, it's kind of like Ted Lasso. You're going to love it if you can handle the F-word. If you can, if you can't. She's a, she is a trip. She is a trip. And it's like the best experience I've ever had trying to lose and maintain weight. We, she says, you need to give, you need to give your, the, your positivity equal airtime to your negativity. So she always talks about this concept of equal airtime. Okay. So like if you're, if Etsy's going to focus a lot on their buyer, they need to give equal airtime to their sellers. And yeah, I really feel strongly about that. And so I would really, the thing I would change is if I've got to respond to my customers within 24 hours or I get dinged, then they should have to respond to their sellers within 24 hours. Like just meet, meet me halfway. You know what I mean? Like, I'll yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll take, I will take amazing care of your shoppers. In fact, I will make them be, come back to Etsy the next day, but I need you to then respond to me when I have a problem. And I know Absolutely. there's like 2,000 people and they've got 17 million sellers, something like that. So it's, but, you know, we've invested a whole lot of money but, into the bots. Can we maybe invest some of that into more staff to be able to help us out? And that's also the, the cost of scaling and being a platform of this magnitude is that you need to effectively support all of the players that make it what it is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's incredibly value, uh, valid and that it sounds like that protest was that, that's it was really a, cool. It was actually. really cool. I loved how respect because I don't participate in that. You know, every once in a while there will be a um, strike, an Etsy seller strike that some people will do, or things like that. And anything like ugly like that, like that doesn't help anybody. I'm not. I'm not here for that. But if you want to do a respectful, communicate something respectfully, and I do. You know, I've personally not had a problem on Etsy at all, but I represent thousands of people, some of whom have, and so I felt like it was important for me to use my voice to represent that. But I like. It had to be respectful. It had to be honoring yes. and respectful. And that was why I was right. happy to. Yeah, I didn't even mention it on the, this is the first, if they don't follow me on social media that they've heard about it. So I actually, I did see the TikTok, but I didn't have the context. Oh, so yeah, I love, I love knowing that. That's yeah. really, really cool. So if you're listening, interesting... please like me, like my guess is your buyers, our buyers get a response from you within 24 hours. I think the people who help pay the bills, keep the lights on should as well. Yeah, that's so valid. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
because you want to keep them on this platform. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still about the platform. Okay. But maybe um, a bit more positive. Mm-hmm. We're, get, we're airtime. Equal airtime. Right what do you think is the best feature of the platform? Oh my gosh. Okay. So we sort of talk, and, like, and or the most underutilized feature. Oh, okay. No, that's here. a two pronger. I love that. So I feel like we kind of just said what I would have said about that is just, I think that the marketplace is so underrated. I understand that fees are annoying. I understand copycats are annoying. I understand those are annoying at the same time. Like do it. You have have millions of people at your door in the, in the click of a button starting a shop on Etsy. Okay. Those two, there's something else I want to say about that. Um, no, it's not your fault. I'm the one who can't get my, my brain on today. The best feature Best feature and most underutilized feature. The most underutilized is easy. That's listing videos. If you add a listing video, it totally bumps you up in the in the search results. Too many shops don't use them. Same with the about. What stops system. people? What stops people from using them? I think thinking they've got to get some really beautiful video, and you could literally create a slideshow with just pictures, and it would accomplish the same thing. Well, that's so. That sounds easy. It, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you've got hundreds of listings, then you've got to go in and it's it's a thing. But I do sure, think sure, I do sure. think it's underutilized. And same with using an about section. I actually saw the most interesting debate about this again in the Facebook groups. I only I only participate in I don't participate in there. I only like stalk in there to see what people are griping about, so I can be pr- like proactive. But um, someone was showing like what they were going to put in their about section, and they got chewed up and spit out over it and so i'm actually i'm actually really curious i should run a poll for my listeners because i feel like we're a different breed (laughs) but like some people were like you're being way too personal if you they're like it's really cringy if a person shares about themselves in their about section it should just be about their craft and i'm like i don't know i I kind of love that on etsy you know when i find someone in there i do too on their live on their farm and there's pictures of their family and they're like we make these in our we make this jam in our kitchen and i'm like send me 10 of them you know and as a as an Etsy shopper, yeah. right, I obviously do not have a store. That's probably one of my favorite parts about going to the platform is that I know it's going to be, for the most part, the kinds of things that I have shopped for on Etsy, I'm going to have some kind of personal experience with somebody. I, I'm going to be interacting with a real human who's doing this thing. Yeah. And I love the personal aspect of it. It's yeah. so, to your point, it's like those craft fairs, yes. but it's just happening digitally. I love that part of Etsy. I can go on Amazon and have no experience, drop right? Right. <laughs> and yeah, totally. And I love that about Etsy and getting a message back and forth with someone making something for me. I don't know. It's fun knowing that you have three goats and a son named Harrison. Like I exactly. love that. <laughs> I mean, I personally agree with you, but they were saying, I mean, I understand. I'm like, all right, well, you're probably just not my shopper then. But they were saying like, it's an, it's emotionally manipulative. You're using, you're trying to emotionally. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Well, this particular person was a widow and had a picture with her son. She, you know, she was with her son. I don't know. I read it though. And I was like, I don't feel like she's milking it. I feel like she's just saying, Hey, like, thanks for supporting our small business. Like, you know, I'm, well, a, I'm, a this widow is why this matters to me. This son and, and this shop allows us to da, 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 da. And it means the world to us that you would support us. You know, like I, to me, that's not, yeah. it opened my eyes. Cause I didn't think anybody, I'm a little Pollyanna, maybe a lot Pollyanna, but um, I'm just surprised that anyone in the world would be like, don't tell me anything about yourself. No one cares. I'm just like, well, I, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's an about section. Uh, like, <laughs> also, <laughs> Also, how many people really read the about section? Do I don't think that many, actually. Yeah. I, like, 
I'm, I'm definitely not reading it every single time I buy something. I think they look at the reviews. But absolutely, I do. Yeah. I think that's the only, that's the main thing. I mean, some of us, yeah, if we're looking for something in particular, we might go do a deeper dive. I think it's silly to not have an about section when you've got that opportunity to connect with someone. Um, but I think most people are only interacting on the listing itself. They're not even going over to your shop and they're looking at the reviews below it. So anyway, I think, I think. I'm definitely, to your point too, I'm definitely starting with the pictures or the video, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. How closely does your product match the vision I have in my head of what I'm looking yes. at? Yes. Our pictures need to create the, oh, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. When you're scrolling through all the options, exactly. like, oh my gosh, this is the one. That's it. Yep, exactly. Stacy, you nailed it. Yeah. I want this <laughs> sticker. <laughs> yeah. We love, we love Stacy, folks. Okay. We do. Let me see. Okay, <laughs> cool answer. Oh, okay. This is fun. Get your uh, crystal ball out. Mm. What's the product for 2024, you think? Uh, I mean, okay. So when we first planned this episode, I had a really different answer than I have now, which is interesting to me. Um, so She's never heard any of these questions, guys. I don't know what oh, she's talking we about. We absolutely planned. The, they know me. They know <laughs> I am anal and I have all of it planned. Um, okay, but do know that I did craft the questions. You did craft So them. she... Yes. I need she to tell is all genuinely you. being interviewed. <laughs> she no genuinely, but since since like we're kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit and um I my guests are often especially the ones who are on other podcasts they're like wow you're you really planned for these. like they laugh. And I'm like you should be Prime planning prevent, prevents poor performance baby. Ex exactly. I'm like you need to meet my mom who runs book clubs for fun and she literally could be giving a college lecture. Oh, actually, sorry, quick interlude about this since I was with our mother last night. She, it is, friends, it's October 15th in the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> she has an entire book club outline planned for a June 2024 book club she's hosting. She's comparing two books that have been turned into movies. She's comparing the books and the movies. Say what they she are. Has got what they are. She's, well. One of them's Barbie, for sure. Barbie, and what's the other one? The something oh. in chemistry. Someone is yelling at me right now. Lessons in chemistry. Okay. And they are being compared. And apparently there's a lot of parallels. She was asked that last night at dinner. And she was like, a multitude. <laughs> this is like asking so, me, what, what is, why should people get on Etsy? And he's asking mom, what do you think about these books? <laughs> but it's just so funny. You're like, you guys need to be my mother about planning. Yeah. Chris Dennis, Chris is planning something <laughs> six months out. Sorry. Just docs to mom. <laughs> yeah, we don't, I, I don't, I mean, they could easily find out. It's fine. I, also, I have the best listeners. They are so sweet. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So my, my guests are always like, man, you're like really organized. Like I send a whole podcast planning email and everything. It's a bit. It's in the blood guys. It just missed me again. Shout out to the ADHD. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, super funny. No, but you can too. I'm kidding. Yeah. I just have to be really excited about it. Oh, talk about ADHD. I still haven't answered the darn question. Okay. So the product for 2024. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, it's my fault completely. So I think this is two, there's a two pronged answer for this. The the first and I think the deeper answer is that handmade is getting a revival. And I think it's a much needed, much beloved revival. And we are seeing handmade shops really, really take off again. Not that they didn't, but there's kind of this new, like even 
people, the shoppers in the marketplace are just really wanting to get back to that thing they can touch with their hands. And they want super high quality. They want something that's a lot of effort and thought has been put into. They don't want something that again was drop shipped or whatever. Like they're looking for that. Yes, this revival is actually hearing about this is making my heart happy. Right. Because that is so so true. Yes. And like, I will even, um, I, I never want to like gatekeep this stuff. Like I want, as soon as we get back to Texas, my our aunt Robbie, who you guys always hear about, and eventually she'll be on the podcast to talk about this. We're starting an embroidery shop because embroidery is going like gangbusters. And it's, it's so funny. You say this. I was looking up on Etsy like three days ago, embroidered pillows. Oh, really? Not even kidding. I will show you my most recent search results. Like on Wednesday, I was looking up embroidered pillows on Etsy because I want someone to custom embroider a pillow that I want to give as a Christmas gift. And I was like, oh, I should probably get on that now. It might take a while. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 But so it's, that's so funny. I was just, just thinking about We are at the beginning of this. It's going to last years. We're at the beginning of this craze. They're doing some of it in print on demand. Printify doesn't have it yet. They maybe that you can do a hat. I think you can do a hat on Printify. Printful has a lot more, but to be honest, I'm very, uncomfortable right now with the quality and my aunt Robbie she yeah. really wants to work with her hands she doesn't want to help me with a print-on-demand or digital shop so I'm doing those on my own but she really wants to do, she loves embroidery actually she did it as a girl what a cutie you love that knowing Robbie I can't wait to share yes. Robbie with everyone she's my favorite okay also well, Robbie I know you're listening hi we love you Robbie <laughs> is the coolest love her so the much best. she like the what I, I don't know she's the coolest what I would do without Robbie. She's back down holding holding down the fort at our house. And okay, so we're going to start an embroidery shop. Um, the reason this came up was two things. First of all, my daughter has really gotten into sewing. So it's kind of made me like study. So like sewing stuff on the platform a bit. And this isn't totally new. We've talked on the podcast a little bit before about how there's a huge opportunity for anyone who is in like the sewing, you know, fabric or like crochet knitting arts right now. It's really, really big. Again, the textile getting back to the handmade. But I got a, um, for, for my mom, for her birthday, I got a, an embroidered book cover. So she takes books, obviously, this is a perfect, takes books with her everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So it's a sleeve that she can stick her book into. And I loved it because the, it's embroidered. What and a great gift. Wait till you see it though, because it reminds me of our grandparents, um, grandma and Papa King uh, with like the colors on it was very like. I don't know, 1970s vibe. It just made me think of grandma and papa. So I got that for her. I got one for myself that has daisies. But like this woman, I, you could only get them from the UK and she is killing it. And then part two Love of this her. was for my daughter and I, I ordered these tie-dye. Um, they're like neutral tie-dye, like brown cream tie-dye with oh, um, cute. grateful or thankful embroidered on it. And I love that. The girl, well, first of all, I'm so excited because they're so cute, but also this this is my geeky side. Like was saying with the book, the book covers, the girl would sell out every day. She'd have to put her her shop on vacation mode for like 24 hours to catch up. It takes three weeks for her to get them out. And she's slammed because they are it's just that good. So I'm just saying there's a huge opportunity. If people, if there's that much of an opportunity, I want a, I want a piece of it. Even even if it's just to come back and tell the, the podcast about it. You know what I mean? Like here's the story. Yeah. But for Robbie too. So there's that. So I think handmade, huge. I think sewing, embroidery, knitting, crocheting thing. Like, oh, crochet stuffed animals. Huge. Huge right now. There's there's lots of, there's competition, but like you could get in on there because there's not some of the more um, look for, I would do some of the, you know, weirder animals. Like get an oxalotl on there and get like, a, I don't know, look up obscure animals 
Look up, look up the animals that are all over the shirts right now. They're blowing up like raccoons and rats. And it's so, it's so funny. It's so obscure and so bizarre. Hens, chickens, um, uh, goose. If you make a corgi, uh, DM me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you guys, if you can see her on the video, Augie, if you're in the background. We know that this is not a visual medium, but if you happen to be watching her YouTube YouTube channel. Yeah, they can pop. But for for the most part. Yeah. Oh, my, cor- my corgi is napping behind me. The beautiful love. He is. He's, he's the king. I had a cat. Oh, I have a cat, but she's like napping right there. My daughter's oh. cat. I like it better when she gets up. Bye. Okay. So that's part one. But part two, I have to add this. And this is what I have been studying the last few weeks um, that I think is really like the way I mentioned this earlier, the way AI is about to transform Etsy. I- oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can I just say, let me just like throw this out there. So a friend and I um, are in the process of opening like a a mock-up shop because I was um, obviously doing print on demand and there were like mock-ups that I needed. And I'm just like, well, man, we need to get into this space. And we started planning back in the spring. And the way that since we did that first photo shoot, the entire mock-up plat- like landscape has completely changed. And now people are using AI um, mid-journey to create mock-ups and like I, I saw a shop that just started this year. It was it started twenty twenty three, a hundred and forty thousand sales. No, forty five thousand sales in less than twelve months at like two dollars a piece. Like they've literally made over a hundred thousand dollars completely passive from freaking mockups they made on Mid Journey. And so, oh my gosh! I mean, the way you and I need to have a glass of wine so I can tell you more about this because I can't. I we don't have the time here where I could. I mean. Guys, everyone at my house at six, and we'll. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there with we, a bottle of Savi B on ice. Uh, yeah, we need to have a chat. There's so much to cover about that, but um, so more soon on that. But I think that the same thing is gonna as we come up with more ways, the same thing is gonna take over the digital space, potentially print on demand as well. I'm trying to figure out how to make print on demand. Oh, Undoubtedly, but. We've got to get our three-page holster on here because there's this huge issue now with legal because AI just grabs from the internet right, or whatever. So like the copyright issues, we've got to figure that part out. I'm less worried about that with mockups than I am with like print on, print on demand. But um, you're raising a very a very important point is that you'll need to be shrewd and delicate in the way that you utilize the power of that tool. You've just got to be ready. I, yeah, I wouldn't touch that until we've talked to Paige. The for print on demand for I mean for other stuff, whatever. Like go to go to town. But if it's pulling an art in from existing, you know, intellectual property, that's going to be a huge. Well, guys, stay tuned for that episode. Oh yeah, she's already said it. She's we're 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 meeting up soon to do that. So this is not news. Okay. So but anyway, AI and handmade the clash of the titans because we couldn't do two more different things like. I, it's yeah, really <laughs> the juxtaposition is actually like the yin of it, the yang of it. I can't even. But anyway, <laughs> what what do you got for me next? Okay, so we're actually going to go into Caroline's personal last question. Okay, before we transition into some listener questions, love it. So my last question for you: If Etsy closed tomorrow, mm-hmm. what what platform would you go to? Okay, first thing I would do with a physical product is go to TikTok shop. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Get yourself on TikTok shop. I know. Don't we- that TikTok shop gets me. <laughs> Wait, I, I actually thought it was annoying because they, like, market to you. I did think it was annoying. But then I click two buttons and something pretty arrives on my doorstep. 
and the dopamine hits and I, I can't help myself. It's, it's how easy it is. Yep. And I, and I, and I do now find it more compelling because I'm watching you use it and show it to me in what feels like real time. I'm experiencing the product yes. in a way that I can't in just a picture on a site. And I'm hearing you talk about it. And then I'm like, well, I also need that cervical neck pillow immediately. Thank you. The amount of crap I have bought on TikTok shop, y'all, it is I want to hear. I want to hear about it. But also, like, why did I not get a voice memo that your heart had changed about TikTok shop? Because I told you about it and you were like, this is so offensive and they're marketing to me and I hate it. And then here we are. Well, I was really offended at first because here's what offended me. So one of the first few times something popped up for TikTok shop. I clicked on it just to see. I was just curious what the interface was going to be like. Genuinely, that's what I was curious about. I was like, I've never seen this before. What's it like? How easy is this? Too easy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Too easy, if we're being honest. But I didn't buy the product. I really, again, was just interested in in seeing the interface. And then the next, like, four TikToks I got were about that same product. Someone else talking about it with the same link. So that's what I found obnoxious. So that's really, it's the TikTok algorithm being so aggressive. And I felt like I wasn't able to enjoy my scroll as just a user and enjoyer of the platform. It was just a sales pitch repeatedly, just breaking me that's down. Obnoxious. That, that's what I was really responding to. And so I did not click again on TikTok shop for quite a while, but now it's so prevalent. Now, truly, everyone has some kind of link, which is also obnoxious in its own way. But anyway, TikTok shop, I, I have the power have come around. So, and it doesn't have to be handmade. So that's kind of cool. About, so I think, I think that's right. The snail mucin that I bought for my skin, not handmade. This is gross. Have you seen that? The snail I've mucin? heard of it. You have to tell me more about it. You know I absolutely will. But look, look at me. I'm glowing. You're, you're it's always the mu- glowing. It's the mucin. Skin like a baby. <laughs> I, I had it's a, the mucin. great skin <laughs> up until this baby gave me eczema on my eyes. The other thing I would do if I wanted to stay in handmade is I, I'm really curious about, and I'm working on an episode for you guys about this, but the Michael's Handmade new marketplace, I think it's going to give Etsy a run for its money. So that's fascinating. Yes. And then, and then if I wanted to do more print on demand, I would go to um, Amazon and they have their Amazon handmade where you can do print on demand over there. The only thing I don't like is that you can't use your own like mock-ups. You have to use theirs. And I tend to use like really like small font. I don't know. You can't see my design. So it doesn't work. So uh, Redbubble is great too. If you want to not, you know, a similar, if you just want to do graphics onto a t-shirt or whatever, and you don't have to deal with any customer service with them. So that's what I would do. Okay. I was genuinely so curious because Queen of Etsy and... I know. What, what would she what do? How would she put it? Like, what if I got, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, and here's the thing. As we've established earlier in this episode, you are a planner. So I knew yeah. you would have, I knew you'd have a, a a pivot plan. This is why my website is howtosellyourstuff.com so that I can talk about any platform and it's all relevant. Right now, it's just, I mean, I think Etsy is the place to be. And if anything changes, I will let you guys know. That's what I think. And we know that and we appreciate you yes. for exactly that reason. Okay, fun. We're actually going to move on to some of the listener questions. Yes, rapid fire listener questions. You got it. Rapid fire. Okay. Jenny asked. This is Jenny from the shop, by the way, guys. You guys got to know it's Jenny from the shop. Oh, cute. I know. That's why we've got to answer that. And that's so much funnier since I literally talked about her for seven minutes. She's my entrepreneurial bestie. I love her so much. 
So yeah, Jenny asked, what's your funniest memory together? <laughs> you have to tell the story though. And you've got to tell okay, the eating ticket story. Okay. So you guys, the <laughs> truth is there's a million funny memories yeah. between the two of us. We do laugh a lot, which is part of what makes it so fun to be sisters. But candidly, n- neither of us have the memories of an elephant. So, <laughs> but we did, we did think of one. And you know so, what I realized? The ones that we have are all related to driving. Like almost really? everything we came up with was related to driving. We got to tell the speeding ticket, but I'm just saying that's so funny. I, well, and you wonder what? I, we talked about this a while ago. So the only one I remember right now is the speeding ticket. The wedding. You'll have some of the other Driving one. to my wedding was one of the other ones. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll, you wonder what? I'll squeeze both in. Okay. So... <laughs> Lizzie, after she graduated, we grew up in the Midwest. But so after she graduated from college, she moved down to Texas. And so I was here visiting her. And, was we were and you were what, four, 14? I, I'm a Kumon kid. Don't make me do a subtraction in front of these fine folks. Okay. I, I, I was an age. We're nine years apart. So yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> um, yeah, about. I was like, yeah, like 14 ish. <laughs> Again. As I mentioned, we grew up in the Midwest. You're hearing Lizzie and I speak right now. We have we have Middle America accents, maybe a little nasally at times from the Chicago of it all, but Ugh. Middle America. So I'm here visiting her in Texas, and she's driving down I-10 like a speed demon, and gets pulled over. And so this San Antonio police officer comes and knocks on her window, and she she rolls it down. And suddenly, she is a Southern Belle, y'all. Oh my gosh, hi, officer. <laughs> How is your day going? I am so sorry. Was I speeding? <sighs> oh my gosh, I am so sorry. We were listening to music and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what she said. But she turned into Miss Texas, truly. <laughs> um, but you want to know what? It worked. Charmed his socks off. She got away with a warning. That drawl did its thing. <laughs> and that is truly one of the funniest things. And the best part was she didn't realize. So she rolls the window back up. And I'm like, where did that come from? What was that? And she was like, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. But it worked. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> also, did they still very much have an Illinois driver's license? Oh, you must have. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you were fresh to text. Oh. Oh my gosh, it was so, I will never forget it. My eyes were as big as saucers when you started talking. But I'm obviously, I loved it. I was living, I was living for it and it worked. Did I ever tell you the time that I like borrowed my, I was definitely underage. I, I'm sorry, you guys, this is, uh, cover your kid's ears. I um, borrowed my, my friend at camp, she's Australian. I borrowed her driver's license because it had, well, it was just the way that they set up the age. They do the reverse, the months and the, it was like literally with Oh, sure, yeah. And I went and like literally, she, I looked a little like her and totally copped an Australian accent to be able to check out at Triggs and buy alcohol. That is so funny. Well, you know, I love an accent. But I, you know I'm how terrible I am. Accent. That's the problem. Like I'm, that's what's so I'm funny. I'm ready to play a part. You can do them. My I cannot. Kate, I don't my know how Caitlin and I, like our favorite pastime is going somewhere, meeting new people and just making up a whole life story. It is so funny. So anyway, point being, I was living for it. It was funny. Pop in the wedding one really because it's so bad. Also, funny story. Yeah, it's Lizzie's wedding. And Lizzie was married. Like, Facebook was very popular at the time. But it wasn't like 
it is now where you go on TikTok and there's like tons of wedding content and people are giving you suggestions of what you should do to make your wedding day easier, right? Like there wasn't, with this would have been preventable now, but um, instead of booking a car to take us from our hair and makeup, like a, some kind of driver or a bus for the group, we all drove from hair and makeup to Across the- town. And San Antonio is a, a very big city, just for sprawling. those of you listening. Very sprawling. Anyway, Lizzie was driving us, literally in her bridal hair and makeup, driving me and her to the reception venue for us to get ready, like to the hotel. And we got no lost. There was no GPS. No GPS. We had, I had a flip phone. No one was, we had no idea. I was 16. She was 25. We had no idea. And we just went in circles and we are panicking. And as you can imagine, the this is like late. a bride. We were arriving. We were late. Also, y'all, you heard our parents are planners. You can imagine they were not pleased. That we were late. But also, and they're just, because I can't find my way out of a bucket. I mean, yeah, Bill, why did you not, like, where was our limo? Like, what, why, what was happening? That's why I'm saying, like, today, wedding talk, when they're like, and make sure you do this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we're better armed these days. But, um, yeah, that was, it doesn't sound, you see, at the time it wasn't funny, but in retrospect, it, all needed, it was hilarious. How did we even get there? I don't know how we ended up getting I there. I don't know, but I remember us like getting dressed and mom's there and she's talking about something, something else, like, I don't know, something about dad. I'm like, mom, I can't think about that right now. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> probably the ugliest. I have four minutes to get this dress on. Literally the, the whole thing, we, it started late. So there you go, Jenny. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, Sorry, that, that truly is so funny. And then I also remember our Aunt Sue framed this like absolutely beautiful portrait of you. Um, and you're like staring in a in a staring in that mirror looking at your dress, you know? And we were laughing after she framed it and, and gave it to us because you were like, you do not know how pissed off I was <laughs> as that photo's being taken. And Aunt Sue's sitting here being like, Your great grandchildren are gonna cherish this photo. <laughs> and you're like, I wanted to throw something. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was so funny. That was so funny. Okay, great question. Mm. Allie, who LOL is like one of my childhood best friends (laughs) and listener of the podcast, asked, what's the biggest difference in how we were raised? Because as we mentioned earlier, we are nine years apart. Yeah, it's basically two different generations and there's nobody else. Like there's no. Totally. We were kind of both raised as only children. Yeah, I was going to, I don't know, I, I don't know how you would answer this, but I think the biggest thing was like when I was a kid, mom and dad were still very much in the workforce. Um, they ran their own company. They were like, we had, nan- we had a nanny at the house. We had, you know, people come in to help. And then, you know, by the time you were 10, they were home, like they'd retired. So I think that like you had them much more involved in your everyday, which worked out well you know, for you. I think, I think it worked out best all around. Yeah, but yeah, but so so different. Like both parents, home full time. Like most, no kids can say that. It's a it was a really unique experience. But yeah, that's also raised in two very different houses. Like the two different you know homesteads from one to the other was pretty different experience too. Yeah, it was all different. Really different layout. Really different. Yeah, I don't know that that's a big deal to people, but it was a big for it was a very big difference for us. Yeah, it was. Shout out Bill and Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't that interesting, but yeah, that's really the big, I mean, we're nine years apart. That's the difference. <laughs> Allie. Allie asked the question. So, you know, also Allie, you lived half of it. What you- <laughs> I, 
I'm sure she was, I'm sure she wanted something more colorful than what she got. That's okay, though. Absolutely. She's so funny. I love her. her. Okay. Natalie asked, would you ever go back to corporate America? So here's the thing. I, I don't like the words like never or always and all of that because I feel like they're just dangerous. I I would not choose to know. I think that here's the cool thing that like just a bit of a teaching moment. The amazing thing about running your own business, whether it's Etsy or you're blogging or you're podcasting or you're, you know, a, an influencer, everything that you learn is compounds. So if I start over in another business tomorrow, because I have to, even if I'm freelancing or something like that, I get to start with all of the Hi, Augie. All of the experience, <laughs> knowledge, lessons, everything that I've learned to this point. And so I just, I just become sharper. <laughs> I get better. So I would never, I would not choose to go back to corporate America for any reason. Um, I like, honestly, I, if I had to, I'd probably, um, I'd go back to social media management like I used to do, or I would manage someone's <laughs> podcast or I'd manage several podcasts for people if I had to, you know, this isn't a thing like right now I, we, we do great, but I wouldn't choose to, I, I know too much now to go back unless the economy really, really changed. And I just didn't have, you know, a choice. So it's a very good question, Natalie. Great question. And I was actually super curious yeah, to the answer hear your no. response to that. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, here's the thing. As um, a cog in the corporate machine currently, yeah. I would just be like, run, do not, you know? Yeah. But that's actually, I think, kids to me, do, though. You what? I'm sorry? I, I, I totally cut you off. I want you to finish what you were saying. Sorry. Oh, not at all. Just one of the coolest things about what you do, from my perspective, is the the freedom you've created for yourself. And I think that is really inspiring and exciting about what you do along with all the people that you help. But from the seat that I sit in, I'm like, that is, she is her own boss. Like how powerful that is. Everyone DM Caroline and tell her she should come work with me so that we can like co-host podcast. <laughs> That's right, guys. <laughs> They're like, no, please don't bring her back. She's loud and annoying. Well, we'll see. You know, um, I'm just as loud, but we'll see what they think about our voices together. That's gonna be funny. But I was uh, what I wanted to add though was yeah, guys, sound off in the comments. Don't, Do I you know. think our voices sound similar? Let us know. People always think the other one's answering the phone, so I don't know. We'll see what they like. Say. Our own parents confuse mm-hmm. our voices at times, so mm-hmm. I'm curious what the audience thinks. Um, I feel like my voice is deeper than yours. With the kids now? No, I think it's the other way around. With the kids now, <laughs> we, whole argument. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Who has the deeper Who has voice? The deeper voice? Um, I can't, I, I hate the idea of leaving my kids now. Like that to me is a huge motivator. Oh, like, sure. Find a way. Like I don't, I love that they're at home. I love homeschooling. I love being there with the baby. I love not having to use daycare. And I realize I'm extremely privileged. I also work extremely hard and I didn't start here. You right. know? We right, started right. making peanuts and you know, having our house go into pre-foreclosure three times and having lawsuits from credit card. I mean, we don't, this hasn't always been like this, you know? Right. <laughs> so right. Um, anything I can do to stay with the kids and keep that freedom, like just not having to Absolutely. worry about them. It's huge. But anyway, okay. So that's, that's no, that's uh, that. And anyone, I'm sure so many people listening are like pining for that. And this is how they're pursuing yeah. it. So that's why I think that'll really resonate. Like a very sensitive topic. I, and I realize that. For sure. And yeah, you guys have fought hard to be where you are. And I love that for you. You're literally snowbirds. You're your Wisconsin home right now. I know. (laughs) Just 41. I can't believe it. I thought I was going to be. It's the best. It is the best. We got one more. Don't we have one more question? Yes. Okay. Last question. Lauren asked, what's something you've learned from your younger sister that has impacted your life? 
I love this question. It is cutie. I'm so excited to hear. Are you? I am, yeah. You're like, oh, should should it not be? No, actually. (laughs) I actually learned so much from you. Like, it's so funny, especially watching. I mean, always, like, you've always been, um, like, you've always brought the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now you and my daughter, you always say, we bring the fun. Um, Bring the fun. Genuinely, since you were little, but especially watching you grow up, like, I, you teach me so much about life and you teach me how to have adventures and explore and have fun and like see the lighter side of things. Cause you know, I'm in a, I'm in a corner, like what's that word ruminating, I guess over like some business thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm having a blast, but you're like, you're like on the dance floor and you're just like, get over here. You know, that's your, <laughs> like you can think about business later. I don't have know. Fun with me. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you have taught me so much about like the lighter side. And I also love, uh, I feel like you're very, it's interesting because we're, we're both uh, risk averse and not. So like in business, I, and like career, I take a lot of risks and you tend yeah, to totally. really, like out of necessity, like choose to be really like stable with that. But then like yes. I, the last time I was on an airplane was probably like, oh yeah, it was like January of 2020. Like I don't go place, like, you know, I obviously come here, but you know what I mean? Like I don't go on adventures and you're like jet setting here and there all the time. So like so many, things, <laughs> literally tomorrow, <laughs> literally on your way to Hawaii tomorrow. Um, But no, I really value that in you. I really enjoy, but you're also just like you know, my biggest confidant, my, my best confidant, my best friend, you, you teach me so much. And I also love your, um, I love how you care about what's happening in the world. I love your outlook. Even if we don't agree on everything, which is fine. Like who does agree on everything? I don't even agree with my husband on everything, but I really, (laughs) I really love your take on, I really love how you approach it. So I learned a lot from you. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Wow. Good question. (laughs) Great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, I've got to move on because I'll get emotion. That's it, though. This was, yeah, no, this was so fun. Thank you for being open and vulnerable and sharing with everybody. I have to imagine that your audience was stoked about an opportunity to learn more about you. So I hope so. I don't yeah. even know what to call this episode. That's what's <clears throat> going to be funny. Like, what do I even title it? We'll workshop something. I know. So th- th- thank you, in the thank you for being here. You have to, though, since you do oh the show, you're going to have to do the sign off. I'm just warning you right now. Oh, so- no, I'm re- girl. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. But but thank you okay. so much. This was so much fun. And um, I think this we've talked about so things fun. we've never talked about before. So that's always really cool, too. I know. And I like I genuinely got questions answered that I was curious about. So, again, <laughs> we should say thank you 20 more times to each other. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you guys and for being here. You. Oh my gosh. Well, implied. I'm getting to that point. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we clearly did. <laughs> we loved being together and sharing it with y'all. Uh, you know where to find Lizzie on all her socials. So if you have questions, need support, holla at your girl. But in the meantime, go make something awesome and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Mwah. Congrats on a hundred. And that's a wrap on this episode of how to sell your stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. 
Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.